0: The following podcast is an Embassy Row production.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of
2: Scissoring Isn't a Thing. I'm Darren Carp And I'm Liz Cully, And, you know, I think we always say it, but we have a very special guest. Yes, we do. We have a very special today. guest.
1: She's probably the guest that I looked at because we, we got to interview Jasmine before the pandemic kind of broke out. So we got to see her in person. And she was probably the coolest one, just, like, dripping with cool and art. Like, her tattoos were awesome. She just has this, like, over-the-top presence. She's so smart. She was just, like, hip. I felt like such a loser next to her, Liz.
2: No, don't say that. I think she embodies Gen Z to a T. Yes, oh, my God. And you and I are definitely, like— Full on millennials. So, you know, Jasmine is a longtime producer and content creator at BuzzFeed. She's a model, she's an activist in her own right. She's just a she's really amazing. kind, considerate, thoughtful person. We did get linked to her via Tess Holiday because I had yes. met them before. Also, I have to ask you something, Darren, because I know you are such a veteran in podcasts. Yeah. But is it something where people say, like, Jasmine or Tess is a friend of the podcast? What does that mean, the friend of the podcast thing? Why do people say that? Normally, if I hear someone say that, that's like, they're a frequent guest. You know what I mean?
1: Like a friend of the show is like something like I I will say that when I'm breaking down like the top five headlines of my people show. And I'm like a friend of reality check because they come on every week. We're usually having guests that are like one timers, but there are friends outside of this. So I feel like we can say this with some clout now.
2: I just thank you for clarifying that for me because, you know, I'm still new to the game. And I just, I had heard that. So I think Jasmine and Tess are both friends of the podcast, but I really hope you guys enjoy this episode with Jasmine. You should definitely follow her on Instagram. She has stunning content. She's fucking cool. That's all you need to know. And a really unique point of view. So enjoy. enjoy.
1: Welcome to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. We're so excited to have Jasmine Robbins here today. And uh, she's amazing and beautiful. And tell us, Liz,
2: how you got her because you are the queen of getting people. I am the queen. Well, I hosted this little L word event um, a few months ago. And my dear friend Tess Holiday, who's been a guest on our show, asked if she could bring a plus one. And I was like, duh. And I'm running around the event, and all of a sudden, I look across the table. <laughs> And there's beautiful this vision Beautiful woman <laughs> With these like Sick like Rihanna Type <laughs> glasses on yes. And I was like Okay <laughs> And I leaned over To Rachel My wife who was with me And I was like She seems so cool Do you think she'd like Be my friend Rachel's like You really are a nerd Like And I love that she's like
1: 34 at this point You know what I mean I am Do you think she'll sit with us At the lunch yes. table So like, anyway We so ended cute. up having
2: this Like fun time I was kind of running around But we decided to do something That you don't really do in LA which is we went to the after party we
1: did and we were all sitting we up. don't do that in LA because things
2: aren't open or why yeah, do we things do that in open. Open. I'm tired yeah <laughs> I'm tired too yeah
1: I don't go out
0: like that yeah <laughs>
2: um and so yeah we went out we hung out yeah. and then I think the actually digis- we facetimed you yeah we
0: called, yeah, you yeah 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 you guys called me
2: and I was like this is a lovely surprise. well no because Tess was Aww. making fun of me because I was like do you think that Jasmine would come on scissorings and things she's like oh liz you're so annoying let's just call her i'm like god she would she, she would. would well let me give a little background because yeah. we wikipedia'd you oh shit tell us if anything isn't true okay, okay. yes jasmine robbins <laughs> is in love with darren karp oh my god that's also, the first one
1: is that incorrect or... what's what's
0: your sign i'm a gemini oh uh-huh. go figure and what are you
2: <laughs> i'm a cancer
0: okay i think i remember we talked about that is
1: it, do i seem like a gemini yes is that a good thing,
0: Jasmine? Yeah, I'm a Libra. Like, oh, it's there. my girlfriend's a Libra. Yeah, exactly. When's your birthday? October 1st. She's 1010. Yeah. Interesting. Like, Libras and Geminis are, like, the best of friends.
2: Really?
1: Yes. Sorry, Cancer. Butt the fuck out now. Continue Whatever. You guys are, are all going to come and cry <laughs> to me later.
2: It's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, plus size model, activist, influencer, BuzzFeed video producer,
0: uh-huh. curates yeah.
2: an Instagram feed celebrating colors and curves. She became a social Mm. media sensation after making her (laughs) runway debut at New York Fashion Week. Her posts consistently rack up thousands of likes where she's dancing alone in her bedroom or vlogging her first time rocking a string bikini on the beach in L.A.
1: Yeah. I wonder who the fuck wrote that. <laughs> okay, also like colors and curves. I know! Oh my god! Your uh, face uh, at colors and curves, you're like, all right. Sending
0: this to my management. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Uh, colors and curves, that's like alliteration,
2: and it's true. Yeah. Well, I love that. Um, you're gonna
0: you're gonna steal your yeah, own Wikipedia yeah. thing.
2: <laughs> so that. legit. Jasmine, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. I grew up in Peru, Illinois. Oh, I thought you were about to just drop Peru. Peru. Yeah, me too. I was Everyone like, does. Yeah. I'm
0: not that interesting. Um it's like two hours uh, somewhere in away from chicago okay um like there's <laughs> co- specific cornfields less than nine thousand people oh, um small i town. could count all the black people on my hand including my family okay yeah so uh, it was y'all yep i was gonna say <laughs> okay. how many black people do yeah, you have in your not- family you're like well, let's see i have five <laughs> one fingers one and yeah. a half yeah. <laughs> um and my dad so yeah, right exactly. yeah 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 that's that's about That's about it. It was what was that like? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was it was one of those things that at the time I thought it was me. And I was like assimilating with everything that I saw, you know, like trying to straighten my hair, always trying to be thinner, la 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 la, trying to be an athlete like everyone else was. And I and I did, and that was fine. But until I got to LA, I was like, oh no, that wasn't like just a me thing. Like that was my society yeah, you know right. that was like what was around me and that's not how things have to be did
1: mm-hmm. you come to LA for college like how did you find yeah. your way to LA I went to college
0: first I got a full ride playing volleyball So I played volleyball four years, like an hour away from Chicago in Joliet. Oh, cool. It's like a poppin' suburb. Yeah. Um, Poppin' suburb. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: What up? Suburb life. Yes.
0: So I stayed in Joliet, and then I applied to the Fashion Institute out here, and I was a photography major. And I was like, I'm not taking baby pictures for the rest of my fucking life. So, Uh, But like
2: an Ann Getty's like baby in a fucking petal. Yeah, there's only
0: one of those, though. But do you die also? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Have you guys ever seen the Celine Dion Ann Getty's baby book? No. Okay, continue. I'm going to show. I'm going to blow your mind. Please. I mean, anything with Celine Dion. You can do that forever. She's a babe.
1: Yeah, she's a Um, a major babe.
2: Okay, so no baby pictures for you. Okay, so you're like, I want to get out of that.
0: Yeah, so I applied to uh, the Fashion Institute out here. Was Amanda Bynes? there no damn it she was at like the oc one anyway
1: anyways. so you went to you applied to the fashion institute yep. came to la you were 18 uh, no 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 this was after college so i was 22 okay so 24 and, and at that time same. like you at 24 yeah. you still were kind of In the mindset of being, like, a small-town type of girl, like, small-town suburb, and you didn't know this whole... I came out to L.A. once
0: um, on vacation, and I was like, fuck, I love this feeling. Yeah. I love this feeling of, I don't know anybody walking down the street. I won't hear about my outfit in 10 minutes from my mom's... Uh, haircutter's uh, assistant. Nail uh, yeah, like, Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know anything. I don't know anybody. People are just fucking weird. They're walking around with tattoos and wild hair and, yeah. you know, doing whatever. Right. And then I was like, I, I want to go back. So I moved out here alone. Wishing I had some sort of family. I wish my family was closer. I miss them.
1: They're still back in Illinois. And when you were growing up in Illinois, how did you identify then? And is it different from how you identify now? Is this a much larger (laughs) issue? It seems to be. Yes. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, No, I... I feel like um I tried to do the whole like I'm a heterosexual thing out there, you know. Okay. As,
1: maybe as a protective thing uh,
0: yeah. in some sort of way. But um very honestly early on, like the first girlfriend I had was when I was sixteen. That's really young, mm-hmm.
1: especially for where she grew up. Exactly. Yeah, like-
0: but I was in with like my group of friends that there were at least four lesbians. Really? That, like, in nobody, your town. Nobody
1: knew. But you guys we knew- all knew. Oh. So you guys mm-hmm. all came out to like each other. Is that yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It That's was all nice. like Oh we're we're sitting here And this is the thing And then One at a
2: time We'd be like Okay I'm telling my family It was like a domino thing It's like you first Tag your yeah yeah, yeah yeah Right exactly well, And then did you all Like how many people Were in your high school Oh Like a couple thousand Or was it like no, A couple no hundred No way there was
1: not even That many people in town A couple hundred Okay
2: so if you're saying your whole group of friends was A lesbian lot of or them. queer, that's like kind of amazing one yeah, and for being out then, especially. Yeah. But were y'all just out to each other? Obviously out not to each other. Yeah, not yes. everybody. And
0: else. it was very like I don't think everything was perceived so serious. I've always been the type of person because um, my dad's black and my mom's white, and we're grown. We were raised in this majority white town. Uh-huh. Um, my parents have always been just like no matter what anybody is, you love and respect them yep. until like, if there's something they terrible that happens, you. Right. right. You yeah. know, but like we do not judge like that. Um, wow. my family has been that way since the beginning. So for me, like I have family members on my dad's side that are gay. Mm-hmm. Like I was exposed to like gay ish stuff okay. a lot more than my friends were. Yeah. So to me, like my friend was a lesbian date and the other girl on my volleyball
1: team, I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You yeah. didn't care. Was there more of a hesitancy? And we've talked to some guests about this before, and I can't remember who exactly now. Maybe you can. But is it something like you were, I don't want to say afraid. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but maybe hesitant about coming out, uh, not necessarily because how your parents would react, but because how your town would react to your parents? Yeah,
0: and it mm-hmm. was more so the thing to me where I, I honestly didn't care about people knowing I was a lesbian. That makes sense. It was like I didn't see people around me identifying as lesbians and I knew like there was a coming out thing and I knew I wasn't telling my parents, but it wasn't like I was afraid of being a lesbian in my relationship specifically. I was like, you know, we should tell people we should tell our families yeah. like I'm in love. Yeah. Like what? And like- you're 16
2: and which being in love uh, at 16 yeah. the best I thought, feeling ever. Like, Well, no, uh, I actually disagree. I thought that
0: was my life. I thought this person was my fucking life. I was ready to be like, I tell my parents, if they don't like it, I don't care, I'll save up money, we'll go stay in this like, apartment.
2: Like gotta pass, uh, I think we got to get anyway. Tracy Chapman, we don't have to
1: pay for the rights to that song. Literally. List. Yeah. I will say, and to your point <laughs> that you just said when I said it's the best feeling, what I sort of meant is like there's no other time in your life where you have love like that. Yeah, you oh, don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no other type of experience in your life where you it's the first feeling. I was discovering my- it for the first time oh, and you can never amazing. get that back. You right? like, ever. The first time you ever get stuck stoned like you're never gonna be like that ever again the first time is your brain's exposed to it and so that's really what i meant it's like it's the best because it's the first of anything is always the best but it's also the most dramatic oh my gosh so So
2: after this girl that you dated that Mm -hmm. you were in love with like tracy chapman how long were you
0: with her uh like two years oh that's pretty good did you
2: ever and before we started recording we were talking about identifying Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. identified it as a a lesbian at 16 and then did you ever Kind of has your identity evolved? Is it different yeah, now? Like, question.
0: yeah, it's interesting. I feel like um I'm definitely one of those people, may it be cliche or whatever. Um, I am very much have to be attracted to personalities. Yeah. I love hot people. Yeah. Like regardless. I don't care what anything. I just love hot people. <laughs> On top of that, though, I'm never one of those people. I know this is like a movie trope, but you know how you see like women just walk into a bar and they set their eyes on someone and then they just go and fuck that night type of thing. Yeah. I need like mental stimulation always, you know, I need to have some sort of connection there and I don't know why, but I need that. So I always say that I'm like, there is 90% of me that is like women. Yeah. Women centered. Yep. But if I were to fall in love with a cis man, I'm not going to stop myself from that because I've told myself, like, I'm only dating women. You're yeah, yeah, open to
1: everything. Yes, it's yes, just yes. in previous experiences, it's been predominantly yes, yes, cis, yes. Women. C- cis women mm-hmm. or identified mm-hmm. women. Okay.
0: But with all of that being said, my partner currently is non binary. So that is something that we talk a lot about and that we've been together for a year. So we've been talking about it for about a year of just like how. I can still identify as things, but who I'm with now and everything like that. So it's all conversations. Well, and I
2: think it's interesting. You know, we've been talking to so many different types of people and everybody has a different answer and Mm -hmm. a different feeling and a different emotion. But where we're all kind of coming to, I think, is many people are uh, giving themselves permission Mm -hmm. to change. Yeah. They're giving them permission to not limit their love or limit their interest because of what they identified yesterday or Mm -hmm. today or tomorrow. So I think that's really exciting. I mean, okay, so you come to LA, you see your people. Yes. Had you had tattoos before that? Because you've got some really attractive, <gasps> cool. beautiful, lots of florals. I see a lot of flowers. Flowers make me so happy.
1: I, I feel can't like I used to doodle that. that flower on your, oh, yeah, yes,
2: like yes. in high school, yes. you know, with the like, our daisy sunflower Yeah, vibes. I love yeah. the daisy sunflower So vibe. did you have tattoos then? Did you get them all here? Like what happened? I did have
0: tattoos before I came out here. I had this little quote and I had these flowers
2: when I came out here. She's pointing out her beautiful form.
0: But it's almost a sleeve. Yeah. These big ones I've gotten since being out here and I go home like once a year, once every other year and Mm -hmm. get them from my guy back home only.
2: I was actually. Oh, so you get all your tattoos in Illinois. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
0: He did this huge uh, little tramp mural, I call it a thing on my back. And then he did this one and this one. And I was like, keep it consistent,
2: man amazing actually system. you can kind of see him evolving
1: yeah yeah it's crazy which He's is so great good. and yeah, yeah, you can, can you read darren i can't see your arm there blind. is no wrong way to have a body no. what a beautiful really, tattoo really this is my most recent well i was curious like you go back once a year mm-hmm. if that if that if that and you're you know a public figure, your plus
2: size model. Mm-hmm. You Hold are on. not She, um, <laughs> she racks up thousands of likes, whether she's dancing alone in her bedroom or vlogging her first time rocking a string bikini. That's Sorry. what I meant
1: to go say. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> you're half black. Mm-hmm. You're tatted up. You're a lesbian. Yes. Uh, you've got a shaved head. Yes. A short hair, um, which makes you look fucking badass and yep. perfectly within the zeitgeist of la for sure what does it look like in illinois and do you feel weird do you
2: get looks is there any sort of discrimination do you keep a pen with you because you have to (laughs) sign so many autographs yeah like Um, is it cool or is it a little (laughs) are you like sharpies only in in
0: illinois in my town specifically it feels like i'm stepping in a time warp
2: yeah and that's like five years ago right okay ten years ago it's a different like are people wearing bootcut Abercrombie jeans. I'm picturing like, like- Amish for some
1: reason. Yes. <laughs> I mean don't know why.
0: it's just very just like low key, not that many stoplights in the town. Like there's a Walmart. Type. There's, oh, well, there's the the mall is barely a thing. You would buy your clothes at like Marshalls or like Rue 21, mm. and um everyone is just so like you know everyone's living their day to day everyday life, right. which is like uh they have their husbands and a lot of my friends at least have their husbands and their kids and they're like teachers or anything else, but it's just like so different from what I do, so different. So I just always feel like it's a little bit refreshing, but if I stay there for too long, I'm like gotta go just Well, because i
1: imagine as you said like you could count how many black people are in the town on one yeah. hand so not okay. only are you half black but just the way that you are as in a general per- in general i imagine would get yeah notoriety i, I will
0: say though um i go back and i visit the high school a lot because i really love working with teens Good and too. my thank you i love it yeah. um my aunt works there at the high cool. school so i'll go and like sam visiting her but i'm really just like Spying on the teens, yeah. <laughs> um, at the the Spying high school, the has I gotten, love that the high school has gotten so much more diverse. Oh, that's great! Um, last time I was there, this a person came up to me. They had like green hair, like eye makeup, like I have on, like wearing Ooh. dope outfits, and I was yeah. like, okay, this place is changing, Billie Eilish for is really the cha- better. They, that, Honestly, changed. the kids, I love that. it, and it's it's so cool to see like. I was walking around. I was like, "Man, if if I had one person that looked like that, that I could be like
1: cool with, you know?" Could have changed yeah. your exactly. Whole- yeah.
0: Exactly. Or do
1: you like working with teens in order to sort of be that example of someone oh, that you can be out of the town? Yes. Or-
0: yes. I was just talking to my friend about this yesterday. How you know in your life, um, a lot of people go and have conversations that are like, "All you have to do is try," and that's how I got it.
2: I feel you because uh-huh. it's like all of these. Huge conferences where Kim Kardashian West or whoever gets up on a panel and they literally are like, well, I am a uh, multi-billionaire from posting posting Uh authentic content. And you're like, what the (laughs) fuck, dude? What are you talking about? I'm out here trying to pay bills. I got 400 jobs. That is not true. And yeah. yes, you can try. Yeah. But there's a lot of other shit that goes into
0: yeah, it. Yeah. And my friend Kelly, Kelly Brown, she's like a dope plus size, like um, Instagrammer, model, everything. She was the one who was t- talking to me yesterday about this. And she was like, and some things just work out in your fucking favor. <laughs> like <Yeah>. sometimes <laughs> it's, it's just thing. the right time, time at the right place. And that's how it happened for you. And that's okay. But don't go up on a panel and be like, you just have to put yourself out there and then they'll find you. Like, right. no, I there's am. some people that like that happened to them because that just happened
1: to them. Yeah, well, luck you know? is definitely a thing in a career. Yes. 100%. And I listen, that. I mean, I always say like luck is where preparation meets opportunity. And like, yes, did you come you, up with that? My dad told wow. me. Wow. Yeah, I love that. Like on a little like uh, with a mountain background.
2: You know who also it? Preparation, know who also- opportunity,
1: colors and curves. No, you know who yeah. also
2: says that? <laughs> it's Oprah. I'm sure. Oh. I'm like, Darren, But if you that's think like about a it, very famous Oprah <laughs> quote.
1: But if you is think it? about it, <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Well, not famous <laughs> enough for fucking Mr. Jasmine Mr. Ronan. Carb.
1: Um, but <laughs> it's kind of true. And like, you know, you can be as prepared in life as you want to be. You can work as hard. Yeah, you can put true. yourself out there. But if the opportunity isn't there, which is the part of the timing yeah. and the luck, like I can't create an opportunity. I mean, you can in the world in the sense of like, I can put myself out there as much as possible right. and be open to everything. But I can't like,
2: force someone to pay me. No, I also or watch think, my videos. No. Like Nothing no. you can do about I that. I also, like, I think something that's been lost in the internet age, and I'm gonna fucking really age myself You and old sound girl. Old, it's also, like, putting in the hard work. And I oh. think and I think that that is something that's really lost yeah. on a lot of young people who never grew up without the internet because yeah. I have, like, worked in this goddamn town for a very long time. Yeah. And I've had more people shut a door in my face than not. But I've also, like, Put in the time. And exactly. I think like. And what, printed out the quest directions. Oh, God. If we were talking about like, my old auditioning, like where I'd have to print out fucking MapQuest. And, and like wow. write it write write down. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have a printer, like so fucking old school. Wow. No, but it's not only that, but it's also just yeah. like whatever industry you're in, whether it's content creation yeah. or mathematics yeah. or whatever, with time, you will get more seasoned you will meet more people yeah. and you will get more opportunities and i'd really love to understand kind of how you started to be a content creator Ooh. um and how you got to the behemoth that is buzzfeed mm-hmm. and you have like a good gazillion you rack up sorry thousands and thousands <laughs> of likes but no but really how like how did so you went to fit or yeah. F-I-T,
0: fit, em, fit fit Fitum. sorry right. you did you did what, go is, to fit what is fit em? fashion institute, institute of design, design and merchandising and Merchandise. okay gotcha
1: yes i didn't
2: know and then photography and then where how did the content creation like okay. was it the bikini string bikini on the beach in los angeles uh, that was a
1: thousands while. and
0: thousands of likes <laughs> <laughs> um, stayed? so i went to fit studied um a very niche of course i would do this like a very niche topic, which is called trend forecasting, which is just basically figuring out the trends ahead of time. Cool. Um, and how they trickle down from like major designer to celebrity to like everyday people, and what that goes into merchandising and that's it's actually really
2: fascinating, oh, by the way. I really
0: fucking love it. It's really cool. But it's just like so you don't go like into how
2: like, like a certain color. I actually have watched some content yeah. on this. And oh, by the way, and we also talked to tess holiday actually mm-hmm. about how long it takes for fashion like to get out there right yep. so three years ago somebody picked slime green and now all of us motherfuckers are rocking yeah yep. anyway, continue I,
1: you looked at my shirt when you said i slime did because you
2: have slime green i don't know i feel like that was a direct attack but it's fine <laughs> uh, keep anyway going. so <laughs> keep going
1: right. um yeah
0: so pick that niche thing realized to get into that niche thing i had to be a buyer fucking hate math so I was Tid like, out. I'm not going to be a buyer. <laughs> so right. I left there. Um, I was working at Sephora uh, right on Hollywood and Highland, actually.
2: Oh, damn. That is a lit Sephora. Yeah, it's, you being,
0: uh, were you a makeup artist? No, or? I started off in fragrances and oh, then cool. I was going into mm. color oh, makeup. I'd yes. also
2: like you to smell me after this. I wear really interesting fragrances. What do you wear? Eric Butterbaugh. Oh. I'm a fancy bitch. Okay. But it's very specific. I wear Margiela. Ooh, I wear also a fancy mm-hmm. bitch. Balenciaga? Oh. oh. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Slime great and valentine. We, yeah, we can on work on that. Yeah, we can work on that. The one that looked I like... I've got no yeah. complaints
1: about how I smell, okay? Yeah, no. I smell great.
2: Jasmine. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Colors oh my and God, curves. Jasmine's my favorite person. Okay, <laughs> continue.
0: Um. Okay, so I was working at Sephora. Honestly, I just started applying fucking everywhere i applied for everything i saw buzzfeed was looking for like 18 things i applied for all of them i was like let me be your ceo let me be your fucking uh coffee girl let me be your intern you're probably
1: gonna be end up being the ceo (laughs) but let me just say even with that i do find and not to like age ourselves because i don't like that but i do find that like that hustle is really yeah you know i tell everyone who every younger person who wants to meet with me i'm like 95% is honestly shaking people's hand, looking them in the eye, and saying yes and being on time. Exactly. Like, if you do that, you're going to start off. And it might not happen for 10 years, Mm -hmm. but you're putting yourself in the position to be lucky or have that opportunity.
0: That's exactly what happened, too, because I applied for those, and, like, I graduated in June. So I applied for that in July, and I got a call back from BuzzFeed in October, like, the week before my birthday. Uh, five years ago. 2015? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, 25 or 26, yeah. And yeah, they they called me in for a position that I was not qualified what for. What was the position? At all. It was a, it's called a video fellow. So that, oh, I know what
2: it is. Yeah. BuzzFeed has a really interesting way of bringing in new talent, in mm-hmm. particular from the video angle. Right. And so can, do you mind explaining oh, what no, a video yeah. fellow
0: is? I'll explain it. Okay, so there's internships, yep. which is like a regular, you're working 40 hours a week, Basically being a PA. But like, you're not
1: in college? No, no, no. You no, can't be you in college. you cannot be in college.
0: You have to be available all day, yep. gotcha. every day. Okay. You're working on everybody else's shit. You're running errands for them. You're setting up their lights, la, la, la. Then there's a fellow, so which is the next step up. So you go from worrying about everybody else's shit to just worrying about your shit. You have to make, like, four to five videos a month. Yep. You do it all on your own. You have to set up your own lights. You might have, like, an intern, but, like, you really, like take charge of your own stuff doing the same things about as a actual producer Producer who would work there
1: but do you Um, create your own like do you get to choose your brand or are they like all right jasmine go do your thing or do you like we need five don't they give you topics or something say political videos
0: or something for me specifically i went in just when they were starting their fashion page on facebook so all of my videos had to do with fashion and beauty and style so like and if you were if you came in and you were specifically like wanting to be a scripted person they would put you on the scripted team oh, cool. if you came in and you were were like food wanted like to work on tasty like, like you would just work do those your fellow video, videos would be for tasty
2: I gotcha. um, so, okay. yeah. so you're kind of like it, what's interesting and correct me if i'm wrong the the reason why i wanted you to explain that structure is one that's not it doesn't happen very often and no i actually think it is quite fascinating if you think about how much content BuzzFeed needs to produce. Mm-hmm. These fellows are really interesting because it's like almost like an army of supplementing Same content yeah. at all times. But well, isn't there like a six month thing with the fellows? I was going to say, okay, and this is
0: the thing is that all of it like, OK, so your internship usually goes for three months. Okay. Now you could be extended like I was and I w- I did an internship for six months and then my fellowship. So at the end of that six months, I didn't know if I had a job or not. Yeah. And then I found out I was a fellow. So then that was another, okay, for the next three months, I have a job. But at the end of this three months, I could have made 12 videos. And I don't know if I'm hired on full time or not. So you're just kind of
1: like. you're in. Th- that's kind of, you know, boot camp. Of yeah. what, I was an NBC page like starting okay. off, which is kind of a similar thing where mm-hmm. it's like, you're just not only you're competitive with yourself, but you're also competitive with the people around you yeah. because you want to be seen. And, and before you just continue in terms of you becoming a video uh, fellow. fellow, excuse me. How much of your identity, defi- like defining yourself as this kind of small town, mm-hmm. but big personality, mm-hmm. cool, edgy lesbian mm-hmm. is how you would yes, yes, yes. How much of that is being implanted into those videos? And do you find that that was an advantage at BuzzFeed or did you not even bring it up?
0: It really depended. So for me, because I went and took this interview to be a fellow, to be a fellow, if I'm stepping into that, I already have to know how to shoot videos right. and have to do everything. I couldn't even tell you what a camera was. Like, I knew what a camera was, but I couldn't tell you, like, how that's how it. you make a vi- You're no. not editing the video. No, right. I okay. did not know anything. So I went in there with zero experience, went into this interview to be a fellow, and they were like, how are your technical skills? And I was like,
1: technically, I love fashion. And then I moved on.
0: <laughs> that's literally what I did. Well, why
1: do you think they chose you knowing that you didn't have it necessarily, the experience that you yeah. would need? So what they did
0: was they ended up taking me as an intern, intern. to teach me. But all of the ideas that I had, you could have put me on Tasty, the food channel. You could have put me on the science channel. You could have put me on any channel. And I was going to make sure... There was representation, there was diversity, yeah. and you were going to feel what I wanted to bring to the table. Your lens on exactly. that topic. Exactly. Gotcha. Like, if you would have put me on Tasty, we would have made some type of soul food, which yeah. wasn't being done then. <laughs> no, you well, put I me was somewhere- just, I
2: was actually just going to say, when you started five years ago, yeah. they- desperately needed somebody like yeah. Jasmine. And I think, you know, again, I'm kind of old school media chick over here. I've like watched it. And oh yeah, it ins- you've seen it. I've I've seen it. I've been a part you've of it. You've seen it evolve. Yeah, I've seen it evolve. I've seen it evolve across all the, th- the things that we all watch mm-hmm. and the things that we all read. Everything from Mike, which, you know, now has evolved into something. Buzzfeed, Refinery29, yep. Pop Sugar. you know, even where I work now, like I've seen it all and it's changed and evolved. And a I lot. think- if we want to go back to your father's quote that he created um 200 <laughs> years ago, you know you're, That's how old he is. Um no, just I'm just saying like you know you yeah. actually hit it at the right time Jasmine. Oh my gosh, I and was you, you were was, the perfect person. Timing.
0: It was don't get me wrong, I know I was working my ass off. Of course. Absolutely. But it was the a right A year later, I don't know if I would be in the same position that I am now you know like it was very much like that was the best time for me to yeah, be in which, there well, I was Fantastic. Say, and,
1: and sort of thank god for that and i kind of love that because maybe if you five years younger now let's say mm-hmm. 2020 jasmine mm-hmm. you know i always say that like being a lesbian is sort of like boring now yeah. which is kind of great and it's i think that a beautiful like beautiful privilege yeah right yeah. it's a beautiful privilege that i think that gay people really struggle to earn and yeah. get and have struggled for because everyone just wants to be kind of like just you know mm-hmm. just like a person mm-hmm. like we're all human beings and it's kind of interesting now where you're like, yeah, five years ago, I hit this like I'm the cool, diverse, fun, yeah. blah. And now you're kind of like, well, I don't know if I get hired because there's a lot more of me now. And yeah. that's great. And it's something that I've had a lot of talks
0: with. And even seeing like a new talent start at BuzzFeed and see who's popping off and stuff like that. It's, it's interesting because there's a part of you that has to like take a step back. Kind yeah, of right, and be like, I didn't need that brand deal. I didn't need to be in that video that went viral. Like she needed to do it, or somebody, you know, like I paved this road for other for other people. It's true, you did. and it, it's hard sometimes. It's not hard for me, but it's hard for other people Um, because I can see it being like that was my opportunity. That was I what I was supposed to do. La 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 la. Like I'm the original, but we live in such a place where there's like you're not the only one right you well, know and, and
2: it's a beautiful thing oh yeah, yeah. It a beautiful it's thing. so good so i mean it's interesting in the five years that you started at buzzfeed now you have like well over half a million followers yeah. that's a huge it's audience so fucking weird. you really have done you do do brand deals i mean you're doing all these amazing things and you still have your day job, right? Like, yeah. do you still go to BuzzFeed every day? Oh, no, not every day. Um, <laughs> I sure work... like, Let's clear that up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: I work there, I guess, like part time just as talent. Oh, so now you've just
2: now you're now just I'm talent. just talent. Yeah, I don't right. have oh, to produce anymore. God, yeah. um,
0: I go there. I make a certain amount of videos a month. So you're almost work... like a fellow again. Yeah, I can work with without... other brands. I don't have to run it through BuzzFeed anymore. Um, I have like many other jobs so
2: a big thing and if you can google it we're uh-huh. not talking about nothing nobody don't know uh-huh but buzzfeed kind of controlled a lot of their talents oh yeah social channels. Has that changed now? Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I think I it got am too messy. Uh, a the very popular. She gets. The I, I she think done. I'm the very, a very first product where that has happened, um, okay. to where they now, like you can have your own YouTube channel. Like they almost kind of run a little management inside of BuzzFeed as well. So now if they sell branded deals, like we're attached to them and Great. we get paid for that and type type of stuff too.
1: I'm, I'm curious from your position, what do you wish, like what content are you trying to create now that you don't really see? Um, and what do you hope like people kind of get from coming to see if, if I'm going to your page, what do you really want the one thing to be to take away from your colors and curves (laughs) yeah colors and curves two of my favorite things to be honest (laughs) with you i think that's by thousands and thousands of likes Uh, right right. um
0: anybody who comes to like my instagram i just want there to be like an overwhelming amount of acceptance you know in a way that like you can feel supported to have terrible days, to have terrible mental health days, to be going through it and know, like, you can wake up the next day and still be, still feel good. And I feel like I show a lot of ups and downs on my page, you know, with, um, like, I'm not trying to, like, bring the whole house down or anything yeah, like that. Sure. But, you know, I'll be very honest because um, I feel like with a lot of people, things just look very, like, happy and stuff. And I'll I'll talk about mental health, like, I have a lot of issues, you know, I'll talk about anxiety, I'll talk about therapy, past eating disorders, like, yeah, um, I'll wear things and talk about things, especially with fashion that like, I was afraid to wear this, or I was afraid to try this, but I did it. And you can try something too. It doesn't have to be what I do. It, it has to be whatever you feel like you're pushing yourself. So I just want to like, normalize feeling off, but bouncing back.
1: I love, oh, that. I love
2: that. Yeah. So that- it's another way of saying colors and curves is
1: essentially, <laughs> in short in short colors, colors and curves.
0: curves do you
2: have anything coming up that you're really excited about yeah or
0: anything you want to mm. plug or anything like that i we are doing a new series that's gonna come out like i think around june At BuzzFeed, where me and my friend Lindsay go out and we redo things we did in high school. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. That's amazing. So we did two episodes already that are out where we lived like a high school schedule for a day. And we kind of turned BuzzFeed into a high school. Um, And then I got my driver's license. Like, we had to retake the driver's test. And so we're filming (laughs) it right now, uh, this whole month. But it'll be coming out in June. And it's And what's it called? It's called Redo.
1: And did you ever see Pen Fifteen? Yes. Um, like, it's, okay, it's amazing, like, and that's what made oh me think of it. I'm like, if that's funny, yes. it's like that, it's gonna it's, you're gonna kill. It's it's. Have you ever seen it? Of course, I've seen it. It's also, very it's so similar. Good. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> I, I it. I'm
2: sorry that I just sat in silence because I was just thinking about the fact that I like literally, as a hormonal, exhausted teenager, would go from like 7, six seven a.m. until 10, 11 no p.m. shit. And I smoked. About a fucking eighth of weed a day at the well, time, I, and I don't know how. Sorry, I don't know how I lived. I don't I already, know how I survived. I always think
1: it's interesting. In high school, you can go from like seven a.m. to eleven p.m. like no problem. But when you get to college, you're like, I have one fifty minute class today, and that's just too yeah, fucking I'm like, much. I have it's to sleep. like maybe I'll right. skip, and it just like
2: completely <laughs> changes as soon
1: as you're not home. And it's like, and that was the start of adulthood. And I'm like, true. I gotta go to
2: work today. It's um, true. Well, Jasmine, Jasmine,
1: we love you. Oh, love oh you. I can tell. Yeah, seems... we we did that. We did that, of course. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time and being here and honestly being like a dope fucking example of just humanity in general. You're amazing. Where can people find you?
0: Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jasmine J. But spell your name because I love it. Because it's cool. J-A-Z-Z-M-Y-N-E. That's dope. That's so cool. J-A-Y. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Thank Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Scissoring Isn't a Thing. See you next Tuesday.